Welcome back to the Turn 2 Podcast. I'm your host, Tanner. We've got Treasure and Justin back. It's been a little bit, guys. It's been a minute. Yeah, yeah we had some live stuff come up, and um, it was just easier not to record during that time. <laughs> <laughs> so we've had a lot of stuff go on. It's been a few weeks. There's been a lot going on in baseball and outside mm-hmm. of baseball. Um, football started. I honestly, football. how do you feel about football, Justin? Is like, are you a good uh, football fan? Big football fan? Yeah, I mean, I watch it. I would say, like, if I had to choose, like, would I rather have my football team win a Super Bowl or like the Rays make the World Series? I'll be like, oh yeah, for sure, the Rays make the World Series. <laughs> yeah. But like, I I'll pay attention. I play fantasy football. Yeah. It's well, the these other are... major sport that I actually like really watch. Okay. That you kind of basically take took my two questions, kind of. One Sorry. of my questions for you guys was going to be, do you like uh, college football or NFL better? Uh, for me, I work on Saturdays, <laughs> so I can't really watch college football. <laughs> if I were able to watch college football, I might say college football, but right now, where I'm at, probably since I watch it more, NFL. NFL. <laughs> I, I would say I'm a more of a college fan, but I'm not a huge this is probably big news, but I'm not a huge, huge football fan. Like, there are other sports that I would watch way more than football. Yeah. I know you and I differ on that, we Trash. Do. I know. I, um, I'm i starting to like football more. I want to okay. like it more. I'm an NFL girly. Mm. Okay. What's your I, team? Well, I don't know if I really have one. Oh, yet. don't say that. It's because <laughs> you say you're an NFL girly and then you don't have a team. Yeah. Well, I mean, I definitely <laughs> lean towards the Patriots. Yeah, okay. because of the family. New England family. Yeah, yeah but sense. I'm also a fan of the Bucks just because it's born and raised here. So, I I don't know. But are you a Bucks fan, Justin? Yeah, I, okay. I follow the Bucks. Yeah. Okay. I also was going to ask if you guys are in fantasy football leagues. Yeah, we're yeah. in the same league. Him and I. Oh, yeah, I think we're in the same one again. Now, yeah. now I feel a little yeah. left out. Thanks. Yeah, my team's yeah. trash. So. I don't um, even know if my team's good. We yeah. have our third annual <laughs> third annual females only uh football league, so it's it's pretty exciting. Speaking of fantasy, bravo to Justin for winning oh, the fantasy yeah, congrats. baseball league. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Waxing everybody in yeah. fantasy. I had the best record and I just took a nosedive in the playoffs. We had a couple yeah. guys on there that didn't pay attention, but it was still a good time. I yeah. had fun. Um Yeah, I don't know how I won. Uh some I barely barely won. Yeah, it was like I mean, it was four three four, so or four three three. Like one home run away from losing it. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was intense, but yeah, you know, the the guys pulled it out. Yeah. Really. I'm the the MVP obviously because I put them in the position yeah, you, to succeed. Exactly. But exactly. they get some credit too, I guess. Yeah, for sure. I mean that makes sense. <laughs> I was hoping to play you in the final, but I got ousted before yeah. that. So it you didn't want to get embarrassed. I yeah, honestly, after the first game of the season where you know I got embarrassed <laughs> by you, I didn't really want to do that again. So I, I think after that you probably beat me every single time. Yeah, but it doesn't matter if you don't show up in the playoffs. So <laughs> uh, true that. Like yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't um, look at it for weeks. So. <laughs> yeah, but overall, I'm definitely not. Uh, I would watch hockey, I think, over football. I definitely watch the Premier League. Uh, like, that's probably my second favorite sport. So uh, I enjoy football, though. It's it's cool to watch, but I'm just not like. And the reason why is because one person can destroy it for an entire team 
Whereas, you know, pitcher comes out, he can have a bad game and other pitchers can come in. But if you have a terrible coach, it doesn't matter how good your team is. They're just going to be awful. And you can see that with teams that have the best talent. And they have guys that go to the NFL and go pro and they're phenomenal players. But their team in college is terrible because their coaches were bad. And you just see that throughout things. So one person can ruin it for 50 guys. And in baseball, your coach can put you in a bad position. But, um, you know, if he doesn't take you out, early enough in a game or whatever but it's still you versus the pitcher or the pitcher versus the hitter so it's it's kind of more of a one-on-one one-on-one thing it's more like i don't like basketball but that co- i feel like coaches in basketball don't do anything i hate basketball yeah but i don't think they do anything because those players are out there playing against each other whereas in football yeah, i mean you have one guy that's saying yeah yeah he's gonna run it here and then they do the same play over and over and it's like Come yeah on, i don't bro. know if an nba coach actually like i don't know i just have a hard time believing like an NBA coach is telling telling LeBron James like, "Hey, yeah, this is yeah. the play we're running." Now right. He's like, "I'm, I got this. Don't worry. I've yeah. been playing basketball longer than you've been coaching." All right. Well, that's the uh, what's been happening outside of baseball. So let's uh, get a little recap on what's been happening inside of baseball. A lot of weird stuff. A lot of weird stuff going on. Um, I, I'm just gonna kind of steal this one. I don't know what's going on with the Angels. They <laughs> do all these trades. We talk about them, and then they. Yeah. They DFA, they let go Giolito, Matt Moore, Lopez, Hunter Renfro, Grichik. These guys all go through waivers because they're trying to shed payroll. I don't, it doesn't make sense if they're trying to, because they tried to make a run, didn't work out. Didn't work out for a couple teams. But this situation is so weird because, what I mean, what are they doing it for? Are they trying to get Otani? Like, I, I, I just such weird... I don't understand it at all, and I would be very upset if I was an Angels fan. Yeah. It's like a roller coaster, and you see it happening in one season of we're going to do well, we stink. We're going to do well, we're going to try, and then we stink. We're going to go back after Otani, and then we tank. What ha- What are we doing? Well, I think we've seen this the past couple years. So, like, yeah. really, is it that surprising? Not really, because I don't think they've changed. Uh, they haven't changed owners. They haven't changed GMs, as I yeah. know of, in the yeah. past couple years. Yeah, it just seems like a cycle every year. We're like, oh, here comes the Angels, and then you get to a point, and then they get out of it, and then everybody goes besides Trout and Natani, and Rendon now. But, I mean, that guy hasn't even been on the field for like six months. I saw a stat about Rendon that out of like four hundred and eighty or four hundred eighty-six or four hundred sixty-eight games he could have played, he's only played a hundred and forty-eight games in the last four seasons. That's not even one full season yeah. in wow. the last four years. I mean Is he hurt? He's always hurt. <laughs> dude. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I I've been seeing a lot of things from like the media and like there's times where he's not even showing up to like the clubhouse and like yeah. he's not even communicating with the media i'm assuming he has to be communicating with the the team itself but uh, who knows because no one knows what's really going on with him yeah i i saw the report that like he had multiple doctors come in for this last thing that he's on and it was they said it was a bone bruise that ended up being a fracture and it's just a mess it's it's an absolute mess and you know you can't be upset for making a trade for a guy that you think is going to do good and he's not but if you continue to put him on the field and think he's going to, you know, turn your organization around, that's where I think it can't be your fault. And that's with Rendon. Also, the Angels have come out recently. Um, 
they've had some Otani weird stuff. We talked about that in the last one that mm-hmm. they they were talking, you know, like oh he he should have gotten an opinion or he didn't get it. he it, they they were just trashing him in a weird way. And then I just saw the story like two days ago that like people showed up for like um, stuff and Otani's locker was cleaned out. <laughs> it was yeah. just like the yeah. way they said it was so weird of like yeah Otani's gone. <laughs> but yeah, well they've been going back and forth. They're like oh this is the day we're gonna put him back in the lineup. And then, like, the next thing I heard is just, like, we went in and he's gone. Bye-bye. And the Angels are like, yeah, we'll tell you guys tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think they even know what was happening with it, but I think no. I think Otani's just done. I think he's ready to I, – I don't want to say get a paycheck because I don't think that's really what his MO is. I think he's ready to go be competitive somewhere and focus yeah. on himself. And it seems as if he is doing that with some sort of um, – whether it's – He's going to get surgery. I, I'm. I don't know. Do they say that he's going to get surgery or not? I mean, it's been going back and forth. I think he has to. He needs surgery. Yeah. So my theory is like Atani wants the surgery. The team's like, no, we need. You know, this is the last couple months. Yeah. Like we know the kind of writing's on the wall. Like your time here in LA is limited. I think the team itself is going like, hey, we need you out there. Like we know you need surgery. Get that in the off season. Just give us the pass. You know, the next couple weeks. And I think Otani's like, no, I'm about to get a, like a record-breaking deal. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. like as soon as like the recovery is going to be as quick as soon as you get the surgery. Yeah. Like if you keep delaying the surgery, your recovery is going to be worse. Yeah. And I think it's up to Otani to sit there and say like, I need to take care of myself because mm-hmm. this affects me more than it does you. And I, I think I think that may come across as selfish to say yeah. that way or think that way, but at the end of the day, like. He's got to worry about himself. Those players got to worry about themselves because it's still a business. Yeah, it's you know? still their job. Yeah, it's a, exactly. It's a job. It's not you know the. I mean, there's some good stories that come out about teams taking care of guys that go through mental struggles or you know they're not good enough, but they have cancer mm-hmm. or something that comes up. You know, you hear those stories, but we're we're not talking about that. We're talking about a player that is is trying to get the richest contract in history because he may deserve it, and if he is you know going to get healthier quicker i think if he were to bring to the table towards like the winter meetings that all the gms have of like yeah i'm on the road to recovery and i should be good by spring training that's what they want to hear instead of oh the angels made you wait this long and now you're Mm -hmm. questionable you know for six months of the first you know or or for six weeks of the season and uh, you know kind of puts you in a bind so it's like i want to give them hey i'm going to be a plus for you and this is what you're going to get from me and it should give them a timetable as well of like right. the you know i had an issue it's been fixed right there's no question now that your arms falling off or whatever <laughs> you know it, yeah. you, they got the surgery it's fixed you can be comforted that i just have to go through this recovery the date that will be fully capable or back is this date you can't yeah. really get that if you don't get the you know if you don't have the surgery yeah now, I, I mean we don't know if he's going to get the surgery or whatnot what's really going on We've only been hearing like the angel side of it. Really, haven't heard from the uh, Shohei side of it. Just from an outside perspective, that's mm-hmm. kind of where I'm leaning towards. Like he wants to get the surgery, his road to recovery kind of mapped out. Like you said before, teams start bidding for him. Yeah, because his value is going to go down if they're like, yeah, you have a half an arm right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's probably teams that are going to do that anyway. And say, oh, yeah. like, oh, yeah, you were injured. So you here's had two Tommy John surgeries. Yeah, Come on. Here's $450 million over 10 years <laughs> yeah. instead of $500 million, which 
I, I, I'm going to go as bold to say this, that even though he's going to miss the last couple weeks of the season, I still think that he's MVP uh, just for the performance that he was putting in and put in to this point that, you know, he's not going to have the lead in home runs, but he's going to be very close. He's going to be in the top 10 and he's still going to be a major, the most valuable player for his team and whatever team he would go to. I think he would be that as well, or very close. I mean, there's just going to be a few guys that beat him. So uh, I, I still think he gets that. I know there's other players that are doing really well. Corey Seager's uh, doing extremely well. Um, I mean, Acuna on the other side is still just – he's an absolute manimal. But <laughs> that's kind of beside the point. But with um, with the Angels, another thing that was weird that I did see was that there was, like, murmurs of them possibly trading Mike Trout. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I don't know how to feel about that. I don't know if it's, if it's a smart thing to – push that I mean I don't know who's actually saying that but if, if they're just like yeah hey everything's on the table I'm okay with it a little bit to some point because you get into a situation where you're kind of like the White Sox where you do nothing mm -hmm. and it's just I mean Mike Trout's been in the league for a long he's 32 33 years old and he's only made the playoffs like once or twice and they haven't yeah. done much with it like the dude probably wants to succeed but you have the best player in baseball and your team is the perennial worst it's not his fault. It's the ownership's <laughs> fault. And it's somebody else's fault. Yeah. How long has I he mean, been on the Angels for? Entire oh. career. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, he has not come from anywhere. He was drafted I mean, by them. and Yeah, he's done his time. Yeah. The only, like, I would be okay with it if if I was an Angels fan, if it meant the GM also goes. Yeah, right, right, right. If, the, if you trade Mike Trout, the GM stays what's the point right like might as well keep mike trout might as well keep me at least somewhat happy for sure for sure but like if you know if you do trade mike trout i mean if we look at it from an actual like pers i don't know kind of a gm perspective mm -hmm. this is a guy that's you know in his early 30s his contract expense is not going down <laughs> but his playing time is going down that's true like this yeah. guy has not been healthy for it's been a bit yeah, not so as like, bad as Rendon, but it has been. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. has been bad. But I mean, when was the last time he played a complete season? Oh man, that's it's great question. if he does, and when he's on there, he's a game changer. But like, mm -hmm. would you rather have one sixty-two of a good player mm -hmm. or very good player, or would you rather have eighty games of an elite player? Yeah, good that one sixty-two might not be as good. It's a big toss-up right there. I don't know what I would want. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a really good question because you always have – that's the tough part. Like, even with Otani, like, you don't know if he's going to be ready for the season. You don't know if you're going to get Mike Trout for 162. You don't know if he's going to have that Cinderella season that's just going to be yeah. 45 bombs, 120 RBIs, you know, 15, 20 stolen bait. Like, you don't know. Yeah. So it's like, ee. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, if you're going to blow this thing up, that's how – that's a – great piece yeah that's a new foundation <laughs> that's a of new your yeah. build but i think first you got fire gm <laughs> yeah <laughs> i agree i agree or let him be the scapegoat and be like yeah get rid of trout and then we're getting yeah. rid of you <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and honestly honestly what i would do if i was if i was the angels gm mm. uh or potential gm that came in um and and they told me like hey you got to get rid of trout we need to rebuild this thing we need to go oh, a direction we need to pick a direction instead mm -hmm. of this roller coaster ride I would tie in Trout, and this is going to be a lot of money, 
but it would it would hurt your value back. But I would try tie in Trout with like Rendon and get Rendon out of mm. there as well. Yeah. Just get rid of them. Get rid of them. Give him away for free almost, so someone else eats that contract. I don't know how much money that would be. That's like seventy or eighty million dollars a year right there, just between those two players. I think. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Mike's probably making thirty seven, thirty eight, and Rendon's yeah. making twenty five plus. So it's you know fifty to eighty million dollars just in that trade there. So that could help their payroll extremely well, but it is going to set them back to the stone ages. But you've seen teams like the Orioles that were really, really bad for a long time build a long time and actually come back. And at some point, do you wait for Trout to retire and then reset this thing? I don't think you do. Um, But do you want to go down in history as the guy that trades the best player of this, you know, 20 year span decade, you know, 20 year span or so? Um, do you want to go down in history as that guy? I don't. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I mean, like, let's just say, for example, you trade Mike Trout, right? You get some very good pieces back, and those pieces that you get back are the foundations that lead to a championship. Yeah. Mike Trout can still be the very best player, and you go down as that guy who traded it, but you'd be like, hey, we were not competitive before. Yeah, We traded Mike Trout. We got the pieces in place. We build upon that, and now we're we were a much more competent team. Yeah, by trading him than we were with him. I just don't know what kind of pieces you would need. You know, I just well for the Angels, just a little bit of everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can you trade us your just G- whatever? Trade us your hey, GM. Just, <laughs> trade us your manager. Like I don't know, just whatever you got, man. Just yeah, to give me, a bucket give me of balls as well. Anything. Yeah, I I just. You know, that's that's a really tough one. I don't, I honestly don't think that they will. Uh, because another thing about Trout is that I and I really respect about him. He's never chased the money per se. Like he didn't want to yeah. hit free agency. He wanted to stay with the Angels. You know, he's come out and said that. But if you are, you know, the Angels and you're looking for a shakeup and you're trying to make ex- baseball exciting again in Anaheim, um, you know, I, I, it's hard to say that. You know, shake it up and get rid of Mike Trout because I'm sure Mike Trout, besides Otani, uh, but he's pretty much already gone. The writing's on the wall. Can you lose Otani and Trout in the same season? And you know, I, I don't think they're going to trade him right now. I think yeah. this would be way down the road. But imagine if they did this offseason. They traded Trout and they didn't have Otani. Like, if you don't, that just guts your whole organization. Well, yeah. yeah what do you have left? I mean, the f- yeah, the f- I mean, the fan base know. would be like in ruins. But yeah, sometimes that has to happen. Yeah, like you got to start from square one. Just look at Baltimore. Yeah, you know, all of a sudden, you know, they they had to get rid of their pieces. They did. Yeah, and they just started building. It took a while. It was painful. <laughs> oh yeah. But you know, on the other side of it, once you get past that, yeah, now they're competing for a championship. And I mean, that could be the same thing for. For the Angels, if done right, if yeah. you do it wrong, you're just gonna lose all your fans. I think but. the, <laughs> I think the hard thing with it too is, is you as a GM, if you were hired in like day one, mm-hmm. and you get rid of Trout, and you don't re-sign Otani, and you commit to a rebuild, I don't think that you keep your job, your job long enough to see the success that you may create. You know, like yeah, that's the other like hard yeah, part yeah, is yeah. like I, the. The Orioles like really dug in there for a while yeah. with like the same coaches and you know whatever. Just like, hey, we're gonna stink for a long time. We're talking five plus years, guys. 
dig in. And they did. And yeah. it, it's it's kind of shocking to be like, they, they did a good job over the last five years. But <laughs> yeah. I never thought I'd be saying that ever in my life is that the Orioles did a good job. But if you're the Angels, I don't know if the GM keeps his job if he gets rid of those guys and doesn't bring some sort of excitement at some point, you know, to the team. Yeah. Depends on ownership. Yeah. And their you know, ownership's I mean, already wishy-washy as it is. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it probably wouldn't work. I think that's why they haven't run in, I mean, since early what, 2000. 2005 or something like that. Yeah. I can't remember the last time I was like, oh no, here comes the angels. I'm scared of them. <laughs> you know? yeah. I was like, oh cool. I'm going to see Mike Trout and Shohei play. Yeah. 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 I, I just, I don't think that they will get rid of trial, but even the rumors about her are somewhat like eye, eye raising. And um, mm-hmm. you go that direction of trading a superstar. I'm going to switch gears a little bit here. Uh, you can see it when I mentioned that GM keeping their job. I mean, look at uh, another news that just came out is Hein Bloom gone from the Red Sox. I said that earlier in podcast. I didn't say this year. I said more mall was going to be fired, which he should have been. But um, Hein <laughs> yeah. Bloom, you know, if he doesn't turn this thing around in a year or so, he he may be gone. And yeah. he, he's gone. And yeah. I, <sighs> You come into a team that struggles with payroll way too high because of what Dave Dombrowski did, mm-hmm. and they ask him to shed payroll, get rid of guys, and your first move as the guys to get rid of Mookie Betts. Like, imagine being the GM. Hey, get rid of Mike Trout. Like, it's it's similar. Yeah. It's similar, it and that is what he's going to be known for. And I don't. It's infamous. That's not. That's not. He's not going to have a famous job. That's going to be the thing he's known for. And. I don't think that it's going to be good for him. Um, I, I just. <sighs> All right. Spill the beans. Tell well, us how you feel about okay. the whole high bloom thing. Yeah. So I'm excited about being a Red Sox fan for this. And I, I will say what I told both of you that I had big, big ups on this. And I'll get to that piece. It's huge if, when I say <laughs> this because I'm committed to it. But. I, I will now be excited if they pick the right person to lead the baseball operations because when you bring in a guy like Justin Turner, yeah, cool, he's, he's good. But don't don't tell me to get excited about him. Don't tell me to get excited about these guys you're bringing in to have a wonder season like, um, uh, goodness, some pitching that they brought in recently, like um, C- Corey Kluber. Like, Corey Kluber is a great pitcher six years ago. Don't yeah. tell me like, oh yeah, we're revamping things. Here's Kluber. Don't tell me that. Don't Michael sit there. <laughs> yeah, Michael Walker. Michael Walker was like the only one, and James Paxton partially, of like, oh yeah, hey, we're gonna bring in these veterans, and they're really gonna pan out. Like, no, that's not how we do it here. Bring in some guys we can get excited about. I'm not saying they got to go back and spend Dave Dombrowski money where you hand out, you know, ten year, three hundred million dollar contracts like it's cookies. You don't need to do that, but. Bring in some excitement. Be in the conversation. Be in the top ten of baseball and, and teams that are actually like competitive. And and if you need to have the payroll there, cool. I think ownership took a lot of heat for the way that Heim was doing it. And I don't think Heim did a bad job. I just think that the job he did is more for a mid market team and not a top end market team. He, well, yeah. I, I think he's more for like a Kansas City or um, I, I hate to say it, Chicago, but White Sox maybe. Um, I don't know. I just Heim Heim to me came in, left a sour taste in everyone's mouth. Minute one, get rid of Mookie Betts, and he does for nothing. Uh, resigns Andrew Bogarts, doesn't do it. Doesn't keep these key guys around. Benintendi Betts, 
um, even um, Bradley Jr. Like at the time, Bradley Jr. was like the defensive guy. And no, Bradley Jr. being gone from a team, he's not starting anywhere. You know, it's not a big deal now. But you get rid of these guys that like make it fun to watch, and it's really hard to support a GM process. The only thing that he did that I really, really liked was he put faith back in Cora after Cora came in in 18 or 17, whenever he came in and then he got fired because, or they mutually parted ways because of the whole Astros thing. And then he re-interviewed for the job that I will say he did a really good job with. Um, but other than that, like, eh, that's, that's how it feels. <laughs> eh, like, I don't think he did a great job. And I think that they're going to bring in someone hopefully that has a lot of experience and, and, analytics but also knows how to feel an exciting team and what i'm going to say about this is and this is huge and i really need to concentrate <laughs> on what i'm saying right now i will stop being a red sox fan i want to let that sink in i will i will get rid of my jerseys <laughs> i'll get rid of my hats i'll get rid of decades of being a fan if they bring in any part of the ownership or the group of that ran the white Sox and rick hahn uh, or the other guy that fired. If they bring in either one of those to run baseball operations, I'm done. Like, and and they've not speculated that. I don't think it's not even close. But my first thought was, oh no, Rick Hahn is going to run the organization. Look what he did for 15 years over at the the White Sox. Like there would be no organization to watch anyway. Uh, they've actually talked about James Click, uh, who came in after for the Astros um, that fielded a. Um, a team that actually won the World Series later on, but he was later released from um, the Astros just because he didn't mm -hmm. like the way that ownership was doing things, and they just let him go. But my worry with him is, you know, they had opportunity to re-sign George Springer. They had opportunity to re-sign Carlos Correa, and they didn't. So is that going to be this, the new M.O. of, like, okay, we'll just bring in well, other guys, you know? You know, the funny thing about James Click, he's also a former Ray. Yeah, that's the other thing. So, like... <laughs> Because this has been happening for years now where everybody just takes the raise. But it uh, works. Executives. You know, it works. And it works for some teams. Well, Friedman. Well, yeah. I think he's <laughs> the exception of it. Yeah. And, like, he struggled a little bit. And they yeah. were able to kind of work through it. And, like, it wasn't until later that he was able to find success. And now he's – I think he's found a happy medium. Yeah. And I think, you know. And for everyone, Friedman is for the GM for the Dodgers. Yeah. Uh, and, like – <clears throat> Bloom, I mean, I always liked him. He was always a smart guy. Yeah. Still is. I'm talking yeah. like he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace. Uh, but Bloom, yeah. Rest in peace his job, I guess. But, uh, you know, he was always a good guy. And I don't know. When he went to Boston, I was like, I don't know how well he's going to adjust. Yeah. Because he's coming. It's completely different. Almost polar, polar opposite. Yeah. Like organizations. Yeah. Right. Tampa, you have a strict budget. You cannot go over. <laughs> no. Boston, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And all they ask them to do is yeah. like, hey, just trim it a little. Like, just just yeah. get us underneath the luxury you know, threshold. And then when they went, I think that's the piece that was tough is when he made those ugly moves. Like, there were Red Sox fans, you know, some family members were messaging me like, who is this Bloom guy? Why is he getting rid of bets? Why is he not son? It's like, listen, we're paying for the mistakes of Dombrowski. So it's not necessarily all Heim's fault, but yeah. later down the road, last year, this trade deadline, last trade deadline, you know, like that's not Dave Dombrowski's fault. That's your yeah. fault, you know, not re-signing Evaldi, like doing mm -hmm. these things and not focusing on pitching. So 
um, anyway, back to what you're saying, I, I think that the Tampa thing especially doesn't work in, in Boston. Yeah. And I mean, you know, when Bloom's making all these moves, the idea is to build that farm system. But at the same time, do you have the coaching to support that farm system? Right. Tampa obviously does. Tampa does a good job of it. <laughs> they do an extremely um, good job. You know, Red Sox probably not as much. No, no. So, I mean, if you're, you're, could be getting these prospects that you valued with the Rays, but it's just a different environment, it's different coaching. Yeah. There's a lot of different factors. The ballpark's different. You know, mm-hmm. it could be something as simple as that. It was yeah. like, it's a little bit easier to hit home runs down the right field line <laughs> yeah. than it is at Tropicana. Yeah. You know, so it there's different factors. And like, I don't know, looking at Boston's farm system, I'm not like overwhelmed. No. I'm like, oh, this farm system, here comes the next great wave. So mm. like he's making all these moves. He's trading all these key pieces. He's not really bringing any key pieces in the farm system still kind of where it's been. You almost have to move on from him at that point. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and and I think that the the most frustrating thing is I'm more than a casual fan of baseball. I, I watch mm-hmm. it a lot, but w- what's most frustrating is the you you tell me we're having steaks, and then you 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 cook me this little burger and put it on a plate and say, yeah, be excited <laughs> about this. You're gonna pay seventy five dollars for this. Like, what are you talking about, bro? Don't tell me in the beginning of this season we said this. You and I tra- talked about this treasure that this this team is going to be mediocre at best. If they were 500, I'd be excited. They're 500 right now. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. But but Sam Kennedy comes out and says like, you know, this you know, we don't have the same expectations. We thought this was going to be a good group. Don't give me that. Don't tell me yeah. that you thought this team was going to make the playoffs in a comfortable position. They were probably hoping for a playoff spot just to get there and that just doesn't work in Boston. You got to have team you got to have teams that are going to rival the Yankees. And it just so happened that this year the Yankees stink too. So it worked out that we weren't getting trashed on the whole time. So it's honestly like it was it was shocking. A couple of days ago the Yankees were playing the Red Sox and they had a makeup game at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And there was 7,000 people in the stands. There was nobody there. But but they, they came on there and they talked about it. And they said, you know, it's a makeup game for two teams that are battling for last place. People don't want to take off work for that. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And I think ownership sees that. Like, you want more season tickets? You want more people in the stands? You want more excited and buzz around here? Spend the money, bro. Bring it in here to this town because this town is different. Just like you mentioned in Tampa, like they they don't live off of the fans. They don't. They survive yeah. off of the product they put on the field. But mm-hmm. but somewhere in Boston, like it's in the city. It's perfect. It's a great location. It's been there for a long time. And you're not going to field a good product. What? No yeah. one's going to go. Who cares about that team? Who cares about the stadium? Who cares about the monster? So that's the most frustrating thing about Heim. But you do mention James Click. I'm going to throw in another name that I'm really hoping for. Um, and, and, and obviously, I'm going to trust in whatever they do. But I was reading some stuff on this guy for – actually used to be a pitcher for the Rays. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, there's actually two guys that I'd be okay with. So one, I'm going to say the other one first. I'd be okay with him. But Sam Fold. Um, he played for the Rays for a long time. He's a little mm-hmm. guy, a lot of energy, big heart. You could just tell. <laughs> he played uh, for a bunch of seasons and then went right into the executive stuff. Uh, he's with the Phillies now. He's their GM. He was almost the co- He almost beat out Cora for the coach uh, uh, whenever Cora came back. And you know, I'm happy that Cora's still there. There's murmurs that they may bring in Fold 
to replace. Um, I love that guy. Yeah, that. he's a good dude. Guy, dude, when he was playing, oh yeah, <laughs> never the most talented guy, but man, he would just like make plays like crazy. Biggest heart on the field, bar yeah. none. No matter who was there, he would throw out of his shoes. He would he would dive, you know, just yeah. for stuff like why are you diving to first base on a ball hit to the first baseman? It doesn't make yeah. sense. The Rays were having promotions for this guy. And he was not that good. <laughs> no, he wasn't, but he tried but his heart was, out. Yeah. And I just think that if they were to bring him in, maybe into Bloom's role, they'd also talked about elevating Cora to Bloom's role and then looking for a coaching position. I don't love that so much. I don't think Cora wants to be there right now. I think Cora likes yeah. being on the field and a part of the game. I wouldn't love that move. But the guy who I'm excited about is someone that is coming from L.A., and he works under Andrew Friedman. His name is Brandon Gomes. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't know if you know that name. It's kind of yep. an un, un, unknown name Relief, to some, but he's a big time pitcher, I believe. Yeah, he yeah. he was a scout for a long time, then an executive, but he's been a part of these deals and these stuff that has scouted these guys to have a really good farm system and a really elite baseball team. And he kind of has learned from Friedman on how to do that. I don't know why it excites me so much, but the stuff that I was reading about him, um, I think that would be – I would be excited about that hire. Now, we're not talking about a guy that's going to show products on the field, you know, day in and day out, like, oh, he's got a cannon for an arm, or, oh, he can <laughs> he can run, you know, he can run lightning quick. It does, it's not about that. But just the thought process that this guy's been involved of with, like, the L.A. has been relevant for a decade. and. Yeah. They have had really, really good uh, teams. They've had really good farm system, guys that like player development. And if he has been a part of that for the last couple of years and he's seen that, I'm cool with stealing. I'm cool with copying. <laughs> Let's bring it. We'll be the East Coast Dodgers. That's fine. They always make trades anyway, so they know all yeah. the players back and forth. Heck, Kike went from the Dodgers, went to the Red Sox, played for a couple of years, and went back, back. to the Dodgers. <laughs> <laughs> so... If we can even trade some executives around and get some GM stuff working, that's fine. You know, maybe trade Mookie yeah. back to us. That'd be great. <laughs> Package deal. Yeah. that That's who I'd be excited about. But, you know, obviously we're going to hopefully let ownership make the right decision and change this around. I think they're going to spend some money. When um, do they have to, like, make that decision by? Oh, there's no – they don't have to Never. make anything. No, they don't have to do anything. Yeah. So they, they elevated current GM Brian O'Halloran to – because they have a GM, mm. you know, but Hein Bloom was making all the choices. And uh, they elevated him to a senior position and just for now. But they have guys that are, you know, been there for, you know, t their entire lives that are looking over the organization. And we're also, we're, think about it, we're at the tail end of a season, the tail end of a failed season, and there's really not much you can screw up. Yeah. So, so I hope that they get someone <laughs> in there by the winter meetings yeah. Because I love the winter meetings. Like the winter meetings used to be very exciting, and then mm -hmm. the players started holding out, and they didn't start giving them contracts till later, and then they came boring. But hoping that will change soon with the new. I feel like you almost have to have it a GM by then. Yeah, and even if it's not even like player based, that's where you build the relationships with the yep. other teams. Yeah. So like, if you are going to make moves, yeah, might as well you know, show get your face. In that position. Yeah, get them over there. Get them shaking hands. You're yeah. like, oh, you know, that Red Sox GM. <laughs> that guy's got me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or something. 
I don't know how exactly how it works, but I'm sure it's something like that. I don't know either. I bet it's wild. Like, they just all show, like, hey, yeah, come to a five-star hotel and then just sit in the boardroom and just be like, talk about players. <laughs> like, the the conversations yeah. that go on there are probably some of the wildest conversations ever. Yeah. Um, just about everything. And I, I don't know. I don't know how you get in there, how you do that, but um, it's just like a resort for all the GMs to I go to. anybody can go. You really? Yeah, I think... I mean, most of the people that are there, I think, are people looking to get, like, jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With major league teams or minor league teams. Yeah. So, it's like, it ends up just being, like, one big hiring event for, <laughs> for people. Yeah. But, Networking. I mean, I don't I don't think there's, like, a restriction or anything. No. Like, I think anybody can just be like, I'm going to winter meetings. Yeah. Oh, and then. Hey, I'll bring my business card and show up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, you need some marketing. We'll try to trade there? someone. You know, we can trade one of us for maybe a. <laughs> That'd be sick. Hey, listen, you know? we've got a podcast pretty successful. <laughs> we got about 16, 17 episodes in. If you need some stuff, we've talked about it and then you guys have done it. You know, we talked about getting rid of Rick Hahn and he got fired. You remember that guy? Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, I mean, Rick Hahn will probably be right next to us. <laughs> that's true. I'll probably be talking to Rick Hahn and won't know it. He's like, that's me, brother. I'm actually with the Red Sox organization. And I'll be like, oh my goodness, I can't be a fan anymore. <laughs> I, I, I just. I, I think that they do get somebody by then, but they don't necessarily have to do it by any point. But yeah. bringing in someone young and analytical and whatever, like I just hope they look at the direction and they make it clear because I, I also do, I also don't want for Boston to be a place where executives looks and look at it and be like, I'm not even gonna put my name in the hat for that place because they don't mm-hmm. even know what direction they want to go. You can't say save money and be upset at what Haim did because he did that. You know, you can't expect him to be competitive. I I you know. I'm upset at what Haim did because of what the ownership told him to do. So it's just, it's a tough one to sit there and criticize him for doing what he did. But Haim did come out and he said, he said a few things. Um, So Haim said, and I'm quoting, I will always be grateful to John Henry, Tom Werner, uh, senior VP and assistant GM, Mike Groupman and Sam Kennedy for trusting me to lead the Red Sox baseball organization's uh, department, every day I gave my teammates in this organization everything I had and never took a second for granted. Great things are now in store for the Red Sox. And while I'm sad that I won't be watching them from the same chair, I will still be very proud. Red Sox fans, you are the best. Your passion your passion fueled me daily and added meaning to everything I've done here. You very much deserved more championships, and you will get them. Boom concluded. That's a good statement. Uh, yeah. He came out, owned it. Um, yeah. I think he also kind of maybe took a jab at ownership there. It's just like, hey, you're going to get him based on the work that I did. Like, mm-hmm. I think he believes. <laughs> I think he believes wholeheartedly in his system, and I think he's got a couple good guys that have actually shown themselves this year. Um, but that's just not. That's not ESPN front headlines. You know, of hey, Otani is signing with the Red Sox for ten years. He was mm-hmm. never going to do that. You know, oh, now no. you bring in another guy. You don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> it opens that door. Yeah. yeah. That door has now been opened. I, te- I was going to text uh, some uh, of my brother-in-laws and just be like, yeah, Heim's fired. <laughs> Trout and Otani to the Red Sox confirmed. <laughs> you know, just, <laughs> just for just, I mean, obviously it's probably not going to happen. But now your name, now you know your name may be in the hat. Like, mm-hmm. I, I hate to say this because I'm not bashing Tampa fans because what they're doing is working. They're not, you know, going in the bottom of the division right now like the Red Sox are, but... Yeah, big talk for a 74 win team. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys know for the most part that like a lot of these superstars that are coming out is that you're 
If you were to get them, it would blow your mind. Oh, yeah. When they almost got Freddie Freeman, that almost, like, set everybody yeah, on fire. Yeah, like, that, that, <laughs> that sort of talk is like, what? But mm-hmm. when you hear of names in the conversation, like the Dodgers, the the Red Sox, the Yankees, these teams, you're like, oh, yeah, of course. Of course they're going to yeah. take a shot at them. That's what they do. That's what I want the Red Sox to get back to. And not that I want them to spend all the money and give out stupid contracts like they did or we'll be in the same position. Yeah. But... I would like to see competitive baseball with players that I like seeing. And uh, I'll end it with this, that Haim is going to go. I think Haim's going to go somewhere, and he's going to do a really good job. Um, I, I hope that for him because I, I actually liked watching Haim. I, I never met him. You know, he's not a buddy of mine. He didn't die, like Justin said. <laughs> but I have a lot of respect for him and his character because during games and stuff, he would always own it, you know, whenever there was a problem. And on the other side, like in between like double hitters, he would go in the stands himself and would help clean. He would help clean in Hmm. between games. And that dude doesn't need to do that. But that Mm. just shows the character of what he is. So I liked a lot of the stuff he brought to the table, except for the stuff he put on the field. (laughs) 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 So uh, good luck to Haim wherever he goes. Um, Hopefully I wish him success until his team, whatever team he goes to, plays the Red Sox. Uh, So good luck, Haim. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> you know what's interesting about Boston? I was actually just looking at this. They have a lot of games against potential playoff contending teams. You know, they play They've had Baltimore. that for for decades, man. They've <laughs> always played the AL East. <laughs> well, yeah, but <laughs> I know I know now because of the end of the year, but <laughs> But I mean, they played Texas coming up. And then, yeah, it's the ALS. <laughs> yeah. Well, they play Blue Jays coming up. That's a big one for um, yeah. for that race going on because uh, actually Austin, our resident Texas fan, said, oh, it was a big game coming up against the uh, Blue Jays. I'm like, not for us, bro. There's nothing on the line for us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for you, it is. Yeah. And I think looking at the remaining schedule, I mean, Texas just came off of a huge – series against toronto which they desperately needed yeah and they i think they ended up sweeping them getting back into playoff position but i was just kind of looking at everybody's schedule and i was kind of wondering some teams have a little bit easier this this time of the year mm-hmm. mainly like the braves they can coast they've already clinched yeah they've already clinched <laughs> but then you got you know teams like baltimore and tampa trying going back and forth trying to win this division which one would you guys rather prefer? Would you rather be the Braves rest up for the playoffs or would you rather use this time as a tune-up for your team to get to get into the playoffs and play your best baseball? Uh, I, I got to go with the Braves. You'd rather be the Braves? I want to okay. not say that because of the competitiveness in me. I want those exciting games and to mm-hmm. you know, play my heart out. But You'd also rather rest? I want to rest <laughs> because whoever you're playing against in that wild card, they're giving it at their all. Yeah. Because if they don't, then they're probably not making it. So I go back and forth in this one. First off, I need to go back and apologize to the Tampa Bay Rays because we, so. yeah, <laughs> we made, we, I made it, not we, I made it seem like the Orioles had the division locked up. I didn't mean to say it that way. What I was saying was Tampa is definitely <laughs> going to make the playoffs. I don't know which position they will be in, but they are going to make the playoffs. Now, back to your question. I am different than that. 
Because I have seen on the other side of that where you see a team that is already like, it's almost like when you see a stoplight and you're driving up to the stoplight. There's a guy already stopped there and you're just like, I'm not going to stop fully. I'm just going to yeah. coast. Yeah. I'm going to go about 20 until that thing turns green. That guy mm-hmm. next to you is in the dust because you're already up to speed. I, I've i seen a lot of teams that it's not as hard for them to catch fire because they were already fighting for their lives, you know, trying to make the, 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 the postseason. I think mm-hmm. that's what the Red Sox did in 2019. They 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 had a uh, extra game where they needed to win. I think against Washington, maybe it wasn't twenty nineteen. Maybe it was twenty. It was twenty one, not nineteen. I'm sorry, twenty one. And they had to win an extra game against Washington. Ended up winning, and then immediately went and started playing again, and actually like caught lightning in a bottle. I'm not attributing that success to that, but you know, a team that's already got it locked up, they might switch off, and a couple guys switch off. Your team is your team's mojo. Everything's gone. So. Now, you do have teams that are really, really good. They stay locked in. They're good. But for the majority of the, the time, I'd rather them still be in that routine. And I think that's what a lot of these guys do every day is routine. Wake up, same time. Eat the same breakfast, same game day, whatever. Superstitions they have. When you get into a time where it's like, oh, guys, yeah, you're not going to pitch for 10 days. Like, that's <laughs> off-season stuff. Like, that's not yeah. during regular season stuff or you're injured. So I would say I'd rather my team – not be fighting for a, a spot, but I wouldn't want them to have the rest. <laughs> like, I wouldn't want to be Texas. I'd rather be the Rays, where I know I'm going to make the playoffs. Yeah. But I may have to continue to play if the Orioles win the division, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> I, I'm kind of with you on that. The only situation I, I would prefer rest if I was an experienced team. Yeah. Like, Atlanta, most of them have been in the playoffs before. Most of them have success <laughs> yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah. If they have a manager that's won a world series. Like I'm not concerned sure, because they know how to take care of themselves. Absolutely. Now if Baltimore was in that spot or like Cincinnati or, you know, Texas that doesn't have the playoff experience, I'm not as confident they're going to be able to, you know, get back up or get that energy back up when needed. I agree. Uh, I think it's kind of just, I mean, every team's different. Yeah. I think more times than not, I'd rather have a semi-competitive end. Yeah. It kind of gets me to the point of like, you know, you get the, the buy if you're a one or two seed. Do you even want that buy? Like if I'm playing good baseball, yeah, I may want to keep it rolling. I may want to go into the wild card. Yeah. I don't know. Because if you get it, I mean, yeah. <laughs> See, it's tough because you also don't want to risk your season as well. <laughs> you know, exactly. I'd rather, I'd rather like, be deeper in the playoffs. What's the worst thing? So, like, you're playing your best baseball. What's the worst thing that can happen? Like a five-day break. Yeah, or or lose, you know. Or lose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> but, but I just feel like, yeah. you know, if I'm rolling and I'm like, this is the best we looked. Like things are coming together and it's kind of like Philadelphia. Like all of a sudden your best baseball is late. It's, you know, October. Yeah. yeah. That's a really good it's point. Like, it's a really good point. Know, they were able to continue to roll it. They didn't need um, the buy to do it. And then the two teams that we expect, the Braves and the Dodgers, somehow they weren't in the championship series. It was the two teams that had to fight. Yeah. So I think, I mean, they probably learned a lot from it because both of those teams are very experienced playoff teams. So mm-hmm. it might not happen again this year, but it's something interesting to think about. Yeah. Is, yeah. Do you even want that break? 
most teams do but <laughs> you know. well of course they're going to say they want it but then i i think that that makes it like the questions that come to them after they may lose the series so let's say hypothetical you know uh, baltimore wins the division mm -hmm. and they get that break then they get swept in the first series the the questions that the reporters ask that's like the first question they ask is like hey do you think the rest hurt you and they always say yep. no but there's some times where that rest hurts you yeah that definitely does mm -hmm. you know if 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 I'm someone like Texas, this season already is a success to me. If they make the playoffs and they have a few games, mm -hmm. it's, it's successful. Um, I may would want to rest if I was them because, you know, someone like Scherzer being injured, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And, uh, and I mean, they've been fighting for their life. Past, <laughs> like it's been intense. Six weeks. Yeah. <laughs> So I can get that, you know. Yeah, you've they, been fighting, you've been struggling yeah. to even stay afloat. You go from coasting in the season going, yeah, oh, yeah, baby, we're good. We're going to make it to, wait, who, who's that in the rear view? They just blew past us, the Seattle Mariners, and now that, well, I might not make the playoff. Now it's just like, oh. So yeah. I, I think that they may would like a break because they've been drowning, it feels like, for a while, but. Uh, still, you never know what team's going to catch fire for whatever reason. Um, but for me, I I would I would continue to play. Just play. Just play. Yeah. I mean, I I think. I mean, if I'm playing terrible, best thing to do break. <laughs> if I'm playing good, <laughs> keep the games rolling. You know. Yeah. So I think it's all dependent on. Yeah. Who's the leaders in the locker room? It's, can they get the? It's so can weird. They turn it back on. It's so weird when it happens too. You'll see a team. Mm -hmm. Remember years ago when um, Baltimore, Cleveland was just the team to beat in the Central, which isn't hard in today's standards, but they were the team with Kluber and all. I mean, their pitching staff was just full of aces. And then the Yankees come in and they're they're hot and they just run right through them. They run right through them, except for like maybe a, a weird home run here or there by Lindor at the time. But you just look at that and you can tell by like the body language of the game of the players is just like. Yeah, you were really good in the regular season, but you're not going to beat this team. You just you could feel it. Like yeah. I didn't even watch that series that much. That was you know obviously five six years ago, but you could just tell like they don't have it. They don't have what it takes to win at this level because they don't have that fire. It's just something weird you can just feel when you watch the games. Yeah, I mean playoffs are just completely different. A hundred percent. And to me, especially if I'm a young team, like if I'm Texas, I'm Baltimore this time. I think could be valuable if you use it properly. Yeah. As a kind of dress rehearsal for the, because I mean, right now, I guess Baltimore kind of fit in this. Like, if Baltimore loses, not the end of the world yeah. for them. Yeah. You do got a division on the line, but I mean, really, all things considered, when playoffs was kind of the expectations, <laughs> yeah. pretty much there. Yeah, <laughs> they hammered it. And I think yeah. I think I think what you're getting to is that they're both really set up for success in the future. And uh, mm -hmm. so so I would ask you, if you're if you're Baltimore, we'll start with mm -hmm. Baltimore. If you're Baltimore and you lose out in the first round, are you disappointed as a fan? A little bit. I think. I mean, if you would have said that beginning of the season, I've been sweet. You know, we made <laughs> yeah. the playoffs. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. But I think since seeing a whole season play out, seeing that you get a little you know, selfish. American almost. League East, yeah, yeah, is in our grasp. 
Yeah. Like, we have the best record in the American League. And and, and it's not a weak division either. I mean, the Rays no. are playing outstanding. The Rays would be the number one division in almost every other division in baseball besides maybe yeah. the NL East. So yeah. to be where they're at, hmm. I mean, they have the second best record. So, like, knowing that, I'm like, kind of disappointing. But Yeah, I would agree. I think sometimes we get a little bit too focused on like the progression yeah. of things. Yeah. And you got to look at it. Like, where do we start at the beginning of the season? We weren't even a playoff or we were like a fringe playoff team. Mm-hmm. We're now a world series contender and now entering into the next season. That's their mentality. And that's why, how you have to continue to grow it. Cause not every, I mean, you got to start somewhere. Yeah. And so Baltimore, from here on out, Baltimore's a World Series contender. Yeah. When we talk about next season, when we talk about World Series, we talk about who's going to win the AL East. Yeah. Baltimore's right there. Yeah. So they've done a, oh. they've done their job this <laughs> I just, season. I just got so sad because what you just said is one hundred percent true. Of, and it doesn't make sense for Tampa to go anywhere. I mean, yeah. I could look at Tampa and be like, all right, this is either a eighty win team. Or a hundred and five win team, <laughs> like there's, it's, it's kind of confusing same on where players, they're at. Every, yeah. yeah. Whereas Baltimore, you look at them, you go, that is a team that's going to fight for the division. Now, as a Red Sox fan, mm-hmm. we're fighting for third place. <laughs> <laughs> that's things. <laughs> anyway, I, think, I mean, AL East is kind of a different animal yeah. because anybody could take it. Um, but oh. I mean, really, that's going to be the expectation mm-hmm. for Baltimore now. Yeah, and, and and deservedly so. I mean, yeah. they they need winning. They need a winning decade because the last decade for them has been rough. Well, I mean, yeah. Again, they could be like Toronto too. Where like entering the season, I think everybody had Toronto as the AL East yeah, leader. I did. And now they're like, you remember those Blue Jays? Like yeah. I, I can't remember the last time they were you know Relevant. fighting for the title. Yeah. And I mean, they're in the rearview mirror. <laughs> yeah, going, for sure. Going fast, and so like it could. I mean. It doesn't mean they're going to win it, but mm-hmm. I mean that's the expectation. Yeah, and it's continued progress of them growing with the young team that they have. I th- I think that's also shows for the maturity of the fan as well. So if yeah. if you are a fair weather fan, what I mean by that is you watch opening day and then you watch the All Star game and then you mm-hmm. watch only if they make the playoffs, mm-hmm. and you see that they win the division. And you like get a notification on your phone, like, yeah, all right. They go into the playoffs and they lose in the first round. You are so upset. Like you're yep. you're like, I'm not even really a fan of them. They stink, whatever. <laughs> but if you're a purist and you watch 60, 80 games a year, 100 games a year, which is a lot, um, I think you look at this and I you know, rightfully so, a little disappointed because your team had that expectation throughout your building, your building, your building. Yes, we're we're gonna be good, and then you lose in the first round. But you don't get that bummed. You, I, I think that you get a little bit sad, but you clap your hands and you get ready for the next season because yeah. you know it's going to be there. You know it's going to happen. Yeah. And that's why it's a really exciting time to be a, a big-time Braves fan because you don't need to worry about success. You know, they're going to lock it up. That's why mm-hmm. there's so many Dodgers fans now because they've been good for so long. You have that <laughs> repeated success. But if if I think it also mainly depends on the fan as well. As if you're someone that says, like, yeah, I'm a big-time baseball fan, and you don't even know that the season's wrapping up or when the season starts, yeah. it, you're going to be disappointed if they lose no matter what. But 
losing is never good, but if you take it and learn, like you said, I think it's a really good point. If someone like Baltimore especially takes that and applies that to a team in three years, let's say they make the playoffs for the next two years and they just mm-hmm. just incrementally 1% better every year, I think they're going to be a force for you know five plus years. Every year they'll be there. Yep. They'll be a, a Braves team, you know, that's going to be there for a while. And um, you know, as much as I'm not a Baltimore fan, I like when teams generate their own success like that. And I, I think Texas can do the same thing. That's what's yeah. tough is you look at it and you go, man, you you guys bought some players, but you're also bringing in players, and the future looks really good for you. You just need to make some key things happen and get some you know, veterans there, and you've done that. And now you just guys stay healthy. And you know, I I, I want to know from Austin, and hopefully he listens to this, that if his team loses out in in the playoffs pretty quick, how he would feel about the season. I want to know what he would think. Yeah, you know, I probably should ask him before he listens to that so I don't influence <laughs> his decision. But <laughs> I I personally think that he would be surprisingly disappointed because it's yeah. the same thing as Baltimore fans. You told Baltimore and Texas that they would be at you know, one point in division comfortably. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, potentially having the first place crown, you know, for your league, you'd be shocked because you're coming to, the AOS is not a cakewalk for the top yeah. couple. The bottom two are <laughs> are bad but (laughs) (laughs) but that's that's neither here nor there but it's exciting for sure to see what's going to happen because that al west in l the al east to me is the strongest division for sure but the Mm -hmm. al west is more exciting right now bar none because they're all separated by what like a game and a half yeah game and a half was i think the last one i checked oh so i mean it's anybody can win it well the three can win it la and (laughs) oakland Try next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, well, Oakland, try again in about five like, years. <laughs> yeah, ten years or something. Yeah. But, yeah, I think it's an exciting time, and I think, I mean, depending on the expectations, I think sometimes we get – you got to look at where you were before, where you ended up. If it's progress, you got to be at least somewhat disappointed, mm-hmm. but there's hope because mm-hmm. you grew, you got better. Yeah, and now next year, hopefully, better things are on the horizon. Yeah, one percent better. That's mm-hmm. all. That's all you got to be looking for there. And I, I don't know. I, I, I just when I look at Texas, it makes me like happy to see them there, and it makes me happy for those fans. I just, I would, it would be a heartbreaker for them not to make it. Though. <laughs> I mean, it would hurt initially. It would. It would hurt a lot, oh. but then I think you would look out and be like, hey, at least we were competitive. That's better than what we could say last year. Yeah, I mean, because... At look- some point, you just have to look at it that way. <laughs> I'm looking at the wild card right now, and it is... Um, I think they're all tied. Yeah, so Seattle and Toronto are. Okay, let, let's ask this. If you're Seattle, yeah, are you disappointed this year if you don't make it? Yes, but... I don't think you're surprised because of how <laughs> like poor you started. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you were. Can we so blame that on back. you? Can we blame yeah, that on that, you for picking them? If they, 
<laughs> if they don't make the playoffs, it's entirely my fault. Yeah. Um, I jinxed them. I ruined any hope that they had for a successful season. You know, you should go to the winter meetings to apologize to their GM. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I just want to say, I picked you guys to go to the World Series. My bad. That's my bad. I won't do it again. If no, you I need me to stand again. up and make an apology, I will. I've prepared some words. <laughs> yeah, if you want me to do a press conference, just give me the platform. I'll, I'll apologize to the whole world for you. But I, to me, though, between Seattle and Toronto, I would rather Seattle get in there because I don't think Toronto is deserving. I think Toronto gets in, and it's more of like, uh, Toronto made it. They should have won the division, you know, or or at least yeah. been in contention in the division or won, you know, the wild card game comfortably. But in this scenario, what I'm looking at, I am very excited for baseball the next uh, two weeks uh, or so because it is hopefully gonna hopefully gonna continue this way. I don't, yeah. I don't necessarily want it to go to a tiebreaker. But I think it would be fun to see, you know, the last series really, really mean something. Because that reminds me of, you know, a decade ago, how baseball used to be. And instead of guys running away with the division, you know, mm-hmm. and that always works, too. But it is nice to see a playoff race that is um, exciting to watch. Yeah. Even on the Do other like- side. I didn't even know the other side that Miami's now tied yeah. with Cincinnati and Arizona. And the Cubs are a game and a half up. Hmm. Do you like the third wild card now? Or I don't know if you were ever against it. But. Um, how, do you, think, how do you feel about it? Adding, the, I like it. Yeah, I, I'm it not. It doesn't a, hurt anything. Yeah, it can't so hurt to have an extra round. I the like only it. the only negative that I see is you get a team in there like like I'm, I know I'm talking a lot about Boston. And I'm sorry, but you get a team like Boston who fields mm-hmm. a a very weak team. Like this team is a middle of the road team. They're a 500 ball club. Actually, they're another game behind 500 because apparently they lost tonight, which is great. Um, but if they were to squeak in the playoffs because of the division is weak, I don't want a GM or a coach thinking that, yeah, we had a good year. We made the playoffs that year. No, 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 no. Now, of course I want the chance at glory for sure, but I want that sustained success. I want to be a Braves fan. You know, <laughs> I want to look at it and go, they're going to win 90 plus games comfortably. They're the Braves are at 96 wins right now. And there's still two weeks of baseball left, <laughs> you know, but for, for, for that, I think that might be the only negative is you, is you get into the playoffs. Where is your, your bar of success? Is it your record? Is it your projections for the future? Is it just making the playoffs? What is it? And if your bar of success is just making the playoffs, then I don't like it. But if it's if it's continued that upward trend of, hey, we're going to be here for a long time, cool. And I'm probably going to eat my words because I know whoever comes in as the last wild card spot is probably going to win the World Series this year. <laughs> Shout out maybe Cincinnati winning it all. That would be a shock. But, yeah. you know, but <laughs> if something like that happens, I think it's good for the game. And I wouldn't want to go back, but I do see drawbacks to someone even – I'm, I know I'm throwing shade here, Justin, but Sternberg, mm-hmm. you know, the, the Tampa's owners, if Tampa wasn't a good team and they squeaked in the playoffs, he's looking at that and jumping for joy saying, more money for me, baby. We got a playoff team. I don't think I that's mean, good. He's for jumping baseball. for joy anyway. He's like, we're making millions of dollars. Yeah, <laughs> that dude, that dude is worse than Jerry Jones. I don't think he really cares about the success. <laughs> no, <laughs> he, he's a Mets fan anyway, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, there's been reports saying he's been to more Mets games than Rays fan Rays games. It so makes sense. Know. He probably hates St. Pete. <laughs> he's never here. Why does he know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a good point. And I think if Tampa moved, and we've talked about this earlier, but if Tampa moved, I think it would be uh, a big change for them. Move to Tampa, actually, instead yeah. of St. Pete, not moved out of uh, Florida. But, um, yeah, I, th- I think it's good overall. 
and we'll talk about it in, in probably the wrap up of the year, like as we mm-hmm. go into the playoffs about like the rule changes and this. But I think overall, it's good. I think it's good. Yeah. But could be bad. So anything else, guys? It'll be an exciting next couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah for sure. We'll have to uh, we'll have to see how it goes. So. All right, everybody, that is going to do it for us. Um, appreciate you listening. We will try to upload a little bit more than we have, so appreciate the uh, the time off we had there to get our lives back together. But uh, we'll see what baseball does in the next couple weeks and uh, hopefully roll into the playoffs with some exciting news. So we'll talk to you guys then. See ya. See ya. See ya.